everybody? Welcome to the 141st episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, the video game podcast. We talk about anything under the video game sun. I am your host, Genji. With me, as always, is Mr. Odin. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Odin here, back at it again with another beautiful, beautiful podcast with this lovely group. How's everyone doing? And we also have Mr. BJ. Nay, motherfucker. Nay. 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 And of course, lady of the show, Miss Riley, how are you doing? Okay, first of all, (laughs) fuck you. Second of all, let it be known to listeners at home that when he asked us when we were ready, I simply said his name to address him to ask him a question, and he somehow took that as me being ready. Well, too late. And, I uh, said Ginger Nald, and then he just fucking started the bot. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but um, I'm gonna What's have to decline you on that uh, offer, Riley, because I am spoken for. What offer? <laughs> you said. <"Fuck> <laughs> <me."> <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, how how are y'all doing? And we also have a lurker, so if that particular person decides to chime in every now and again, they're welcome to. That particular person, who could it be? Yeah, we'll see. Who was that? <laughs> who was that? Who could that be? I don't know. Who is that? This is Solo, I think. Sounds like a yes. Hufflepuff. Are you kidding me? I am not a Hufflepuff. How dare you? Is that a, Hufflepuff is, that is the best Chris? house there. Hufflepuff is the best house. The other three suck. Uh, Ravenclaw's the best. Get fucked. Fuck Ravenclaw. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you, you'll have to settle this next year when Hogwarts Legacy comes out. Oh, man. Great. All right, anyway, though, let's make that phone call. We'll be right back. Oh, yes. Oh, I see. Good news, everyone. Pulling from, welcome to the news, you guys. Pulling from <laughs> gamesindustry.biz, written by Brendan Sinclair. E3 confirmed Sega, Square Enix, and Bandai, Namco, and more. So, the Entertainment Software Association today confirmed another 10 companies participating in the all digital version of the Electronic Entertainment Expo next month. The additions were highlighted by three major publishers conspicuously absent from last month's initial list of E3 exhibitors. Exhibit? Fuck. I can't talk. Sorry. Uh, Sega, Bandai Namco, Entertainment, and Square Enix. Joining them in the latest wave of additions are Exceed Games slash Marvelous USA, Gearbox Entertainment, Freedom Games, Devious Eye Entertainment, Turtle Beach, Verizon, and Binge.com. Uh, show organizers have already confirmed the participation of Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Bros., and Konami, although Konami dropped out earlier this week saying it won't be ready to show its projects in time, which kind of sucks. Now, big names are still absent from the show, including Sony, EA, and excuse me, Activision Blizzard, all of whom have been partially or entirely absent from the show in recent years. E3 this year is set to take place starting June 12th and lasting throughout June 15th. So yeah, um, I'm kind of interested to see. I know like, I'm willing to bet some serious money that Take-Two is going to be talking about the new uh, Life, is, Life is Strange game, right? I know they, they announced a new one, didn't they? 
Didn't they already do the first chapter? Uh, see that I've never played any of the Life is Strange games. I I believe it's called True Colors. No, uh, True Colors has been announced. It's the new one that's coming out. Uh, okay, it's set for September. Yeah, it looks like uh, the life is. I was about to say, yeah, it's not an episodic, not an episodic game. But um, do you guys have any predictions that you think like games are going to be coming out of? I mean, Nintendo is said to be there, but I don't anticipate them e- talking about either the Diamond or Pearl remakes or even um, Legends Arceus. I don't. Why the fuck wouldn't you? They haven't given any news on the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Right, they got but announced. typically, of course, they're going to they have a trailer. They would save that for E3. a Pokemon Direct. Like they would make they an have entire Pokemon just... shit at E3. Didn't X and Y get announced at E3 2013? For Pokemon stuff, I predict we'll probably have a trailer maybe a week or two beforehand where they do like a gameplay trailer and then they'll do a narrated version of the trailer at E3 if they do it. Honestly, I'm expecting jack all from this E3. I don't think anything's going to be announced that we aren't already aware of. Right. I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where EA cuz there's been a lot of uh rumors and speculation about the new Battlefield that's coming out and I am genuinely excited for this new Battlefield. So I'm hoping we're going to see something about that with E3. Maybe. I saw Konami backed out. Right. So which what can Konami bring? Besides, you know, obviously Yu-Gi-Oh, but maybe Metal Gear, but they haven't really done anything with Metal Gear since, you know, um, Kojima left. There's been going around rumors of a Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid remaster or remake. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that. But since they backed out of E3, we're not going to see it. Right, though, Capcom, I'm looking at you. Are we going to get a port, a battle network for the Switch? Give us a Switch collection? No. Please. Battle Network Legacy? Yes! Please! Please? Pretty please? No. Don't they need the double screen for that? I wonder how that would work. Like, Nintendo, I will will give you my right kidney for a Mega Man Battle Network collection. They've ported DS games. They've ported ZX. Did they? Oh, Yeah. yeah, they did. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, Ubisoft... I don't know, maybe something with mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, but I feel like, you know, Odyssey, or not Odyssey, uh, Valhalla hasn't been out long enough for them to bring up a new project. Plus, I think they, I don't think they're doing Assassin's Creed's annually anymore, since I kind of bit them in the ass. True, yeah, I hope they stick to every other year. Or even push it further back than that, <laughs> and stop uh, putting yeah, microtransactions in it. Very true. But, um... They'll never listen. Uh, Square's still part of it, so we'll probably get some more Avengers stuff. Maybe. Maybe. This is kind of hopeful. Maybe another Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC? Why? I don't know. Why does Nomura do anything? That's fair. 
Well, I guess it's from since it's square, uh, probably something about the uh, sequel to The World Ends With You. Oh, yeah, that is coming, isn't it? Oh, that. Do you think we're going to get Another any uh, Final Se- Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 news? Um, that releases that week. Uh, part 2, no. The DLC, I think, releases around that weekend. What does the DLC do? What do you get? Um, an extra storyline, and you get to play as... Uh, I don't remember her name. She was in Kingdom Hearts. Yuffie. Yuffie? Yuffie. Yeah, Ninja Girl, I love her. But only if you have a PS5. Damn it. PS4 owners don't get the DLC. Damn it. You know, I'm going to go into E3 with absolutely the lowest expectations, so hopefully Mm -hmm. I get good. Right, I mean, that's the best idea to go into these kind of press conferences, is to go with little to no expectations. That way you're not upset. Because Although with their track record, somehow it's still going to be disappointing. If you don't get a Smash character, I'll be surprised. I won't be upset, but I will be surprised. And with the with E3's track record over the past few years, I have a feeling I'll still be disappointed. I've never been like mad at E3. Like you know, it's like oh, a couple cool things. Okay, I'm glad E3 anyway, is happening. We're only a month away from it, so we'll find out soon. Exactly. So, who else has any lovely, lovely news? Uh, I got something. This is coming from Game Informer by Liana Rupert. Valve is being sued over Steam Monopoly accusations. Uh-oh. The Epic Games vs. Apple lawsuit is impacting the gaming industry dramatically as the topic of what constitutes as a monopoly comes center stage. Earlier this morning, we shared how Sony is being sued over the PlayStation Store exclusivity, and now Valve is being sued for the same regarding we'll find about that in a minute. Uh, Epic Games lawsuit is the epicenter as antitrust <laughs> violations. Antitrust laws are in place to protect consumers from companies owning a monopoly over their given market, as well as protection against predatory financial practices. The court proceedings have the interest of the entire gaming community, and now Valve is the latest to get swept into the bigger conversation about its placement in the gaming hierarchy. As reported by Ars Technica, Valve abuses its mark quote Valve abuses its market share market power to ensure game publishers have no choice but to sell most of their games through the Steam store, where they are subject to Valve's 30% toll, said indie game developer and humble bundle creator Wolf Fire Games in the lawsuit against Valve. The suit cites that Valve controls 75% of the PC gaming market, a point that Epic Games itself has driven home with its reduced sales cut on its own storefront to try to get Valve to do the same. Xbox has also recently cut its percentage to match that of Epic Games, putting more pressure on Valve to be more developer-friendly in terms of the cut taken from sales through its storefront. Valve has been in negative spotlight many times throughout the years, especially regarding the space it has nestled for itself, Steam storefront exclusivity, its 30% cut, and competition control through price points have all been points of contention and reasons behind its continued top spot placement regarding the PC market. With Humble Bundle also being a storefront with charity as its core focus, the lawsuit puts its hardships on the line, including how publishers have been scared to be included in bundle events because of the Valve retaliation. What happens next remains to be seen, but it's clear that the Epic vs. Apple lawsuit will continue to have a massive impact on the industry as we know it. That last statement I full-heartedly agree with. 
Yeah, there's a there's a lot coming out of this lawsuit. I don't I still don't fully agree with some of the methods that's coming out of it, but I mean, after watching a history of Valve uh, video the other day, yeah, they're not always on the up and up. No, in fact, I, I was reading an update on um on the actual uh, court thing itself, and there's there's a quote um that Tim Sweeney, who's the CEO of Epic right now, that he said regarding Fortnite is just insane. Uh, let, let me hear. Let me see if I can find me. it. Yeah, if you guys can keep talking, I'll, I'll find it. But I'll find that quote. So any, any you thoughts? What editing is for? Development for Valve being sued as for antitrust laws. It's not good, or maybe it is good. Who knows? I mean, it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of them. I'm not even sure how you how are you going to break it up because Valve didn't really buy its way into this. It kind of just made a thing and everyone converged on it. Okay, I found it. I found it. Um, after op- and I'm pulling this little bit from GamesIndustry.biz, written by James Bachelor. He uh, this article is going over just like a quick summary of what's going on. And some opening statements, um, pulling this from this paragraph. After the opening statements, Epic CEO Tim, uh, Tim Sweeney was called to the stand. In addition to the reiterations of Epic's main argument, this part of the session saw Sweeney describe Fortnite as a metaverse rather than a video game, claiming it's a, quote, phenomenon that transcends gaming. I mean, it is. <laughs> like, it's there's no game. denying that. It is a game. It is not transcend gaming. It is just the latest trend. Like when Doom was a trend. I mean, it okay. Tr- it doesn't go past boundaries. It's just an online game that, game that wants your money. It's an online that, game the that's spread into that culture. It, it's, it's, it's spreading so quickly because the game is completely free to play and it's literally on everything. It's the only reason why Fortnite is as popular as it is now. Yeah, the, the, like it or hate it, you can't. That's not a ground to deny its effect on culture in the past couple of years. It's still a game. Yeah, but it goes past its fucking initial state. Like no, fucking, it doesn't. That's like saying Pokemon's just a fucking game. Pokemon's a multimedia company. It doesn't just make games. And I guarantee you just Fortnite, Fortnite will make things that aren't just games very soon. Itself, and they do. There's like happens to have shit. toys based on the game. It's owned by another company. Fortnite is not itself a company. Okay. Whatever. It's still It's just a game to like Doom. It's not. It's Doom had the same level of popularity when it came out and it was basically free to play. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, fun. Oh. Any other any other news articles, or is that <laughs> fun? Move on. I got one. What's up, Riley? As DJ alluded to, which I would have, I was about to have an ape level freakout when he read the website and author, but thank God it was not the same article from GameInformer.com, written by Liana Rupert. Uh, we got the Sony class action lawsuit was revealed over PlayStation Store exclusivity. Uh, Sony is facing a class action lawsuit over PlayStation exclusivity through its digital storefront. 
The claims against Sony Interactive Entertainment are alleging that Sony is operating under a monopoly in the digital space regarding download codes for games through third-party retailers. In a new report by Bloomberg, the class action lawsuit centers around third-party digital sales through the PlayStation Digital Storefront, making the selling process by Sony Interactive Entertainment in direct opposition to antitrust laws, effectively making it a monopoly. According to the lawsuit, consumers cite Sony's restriction of third-party retailers from selling digital download codes for PlayStation games starting back in 2019. This includes popular retailers like Best Buy and Amazon. This move has put the PlayStation Store at the epicenter of digital-only purchases, which has caused legal action to be put in motion by consumers. According to the proposed class auction lawsuit, Sony's monopoly allows it to charge super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive real market, and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. The lawsuit goes on to claim, according to Bloomberg, that there is up to a 175% increase for downloadable digital games over their physical counterparts. It's important to remember that at this time, this is a class action lawsuit. What does that mean? means that it's very possible that it doesn't move past its current state. Many class action lawsuits don't see successful intended resolution. At this time, Sony's response will dictate what happens next. This monopoly accusation is occurring concurrently with the Epic Games versus Apple lawsuit, where Epic is also claiming Apple is working under monopoly, violating antitrust laws. You already went over all that. And yeah, just a whole lot of legal shit in our gaming world right now. <laughs> I feel like that's almost just the culture nowadays is, God forbid, you do something fucked up, like, oh, I'm going to sue you. Lawsuits, dude. Oh, my God. Lawsuits are great, aren't they? Especially in New York court, dude. Have you seen the lawsuits that go through in New York that, like, would be laughed out of court anywhere else? It's so funny. Give us some examples. Well, I mean, the big obvious example is the is the Dick Masterson versus Maddox lawsuit, uh, where Maddox tried to sue uh, Dick and all of his friends for forty million dollars because they called him a cuck on the internet. Jesus. <laughs> but um, I, I guess if that's it, final piece of news. I mean, this is kind of big. I know I talked about it quite a lot already in the server, but. For those of you who play Pokemon Go and listen to the show, Niantic has announced the Community Day Pokemon for the month of June. It's going to be on June 6th, which is actually quite early for a Community Day in the month. But the po- the Community Day Pokemon of June is Gibble. 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 The glorious land shark. Just fine, it's cool. But uh I think with that being said, with that being said, you guys, we're gonna jump into the next segment. We will be right back. And welcome back to the next segment of the show, you guys, where we will talk about what games we have been playing in the last week or so. Uh Odin, what have you been what have you been playing? Well, I have been playing lots of Pokemon ROMs and fan-made games. It's been fun. Um, been playing a lot of uh, Pokemon The Last Fire Red here recently. Um, really good, solid ROM hack, honestly, for Pokemon. It's pretty good. 
Um, there's a few things missing from it that I would have really enjoyed to actually have inside the game, but hey, you know what? It's okay. It's fine. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Destiny here and there, just trying to catch up with some stuff with this uh, current Guardian Games uh, event that's happening right now. Um, not really a whole lot of anything else, to be honest with you. I mean, I guess I just started today. I played a little bit of new season of Apex Legends. Um, how is that? Pretty good. They brought out the new character Valkyrie. She's pretty cool. She's she's super mobile, man. She's she's insane. Um, they also brought out a new weapon. Uh, it's a bow, and it's actually crispy. Like it's really good. It's <laughs> the thing. The thing is super solid. Um, but really, honestly, I haven't really been playing a lot of games. Just kind of focusing a lot on work and stuff lately. So. That's pretty much all I've really done. Okay. DJ, what have you been playing? Uh, it's actually been a pretty busy week. Um, we started with new Pokemon Snap on stream. Finished that in two sessions. The story, anyway. That was fun. Great game. Recommended. Good thing to just uh, play on the down low. Because honestly, playing it, for so- playing it for hours on end gets a little boring. Uh, after that, we went to Titanfall 2 on on the next stream. Yeah! In the middle of that. I'm not sure how much there's left of that. It might only be one more session. I'm not sure. Um, then Odin convinced me to start playing uh, the last Fire Red Pokemon. Uh, so I've been doing a little bit of that. Mostly abusing the Turbo. Yeah. Because it takes forever for text to go through. <laughs> Lost to Ash twice in that game. Was not was not very fun trying to beat him in his stupid fighting types because I didn't have anything that was strong against it. Uh, uh, well, I I got I gotta tell you, man, that that campaign mode, it's good. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I'm enjoying just, it. Just wait, just wait. I cried. I I teared up a bit at the very end of it. No 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 spoilers. But... I mean. You you tear up when I eat the head off a gingerbread man cookie. Damn. Because you killed. Have you done that in front of him for real? Yeah, Yeah. like locked eyes, (laughs) not blinking as he bites a piece off that fucking. Wow, that's great. Back when he was staying at our house for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, because we usually have them in the in the pantry. I mean, I remember Gingy being pretty pissed at me because I uh, bought and consumed ginger snaps while I was staying in the hotel with him back during PodCon. (laughs) That's hilarious. You guys are funny. Get angry I mean, over it the was pretty though. funny seeing him get mad at me. <laughs> anyway, all he did was give me. I wasn't even thinking of Gingy either. I just wanted ginger snaps. I had a craving for them. He's fuming on the other end. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's crying for the lost honor of his people. <laughs> what I mean, honor? Hollywood did it first. Okay, um, that hurt. Riley, what have you been doing? Painful sneeze. Um, what have I been doing? Let's see. Let's go through the go through the list here. Um, first, 
I guess uh, I'll talk about the first thing I remembered, which is uh, Pokemon Y. I have started up my Nuzlocke playthrough with Blastburn Radio. Um, I why? got a trio together. What do you mean, why? Oh, uh, god damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Fell for that. So bad. Weapon? But I, I said I was playing Pokemon Y, and he asked me why. I was playing Pokemon Y. It's fun. <laughs> Get fucked, brother. <laughs> but, um, marks the spot. God damn it. I think we had this exact conversation last week, too. Yes, we but, did. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I started that up. We're through the first cycle with the trio. Uh, my competitors have started their second cycle actual gameplay, and they're pro- one of them actually finished. And uh, I have not started my cycle two game. Well, I have, kind of. I have not actually progressed through the game, but I have done the super training that I was planning on doing before I progressed through the game. I have completed that as of tonight. I, I have, I have four Pokemon in my party right now, and I wanted to super train two of them, my Froakie and my Vivalon, and I have done that. I finished doing that. I trained my Froakie in special attack and speed, and I trained my Vivalon in special attack and HP. So that is what I did. And then tomorrow I'm actually going to have to progress to the fucking video game. And there's probably going to be a lot of super training of new encounters, which is going to take like two hours per Pokemon. Fuck EV training. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, we'll see how that goes for me. Hopefully I can do slightly better in PvP. There is somebody who's just not super training. We'll see how long that lasts, but hopefully that means I can just kick his teeth in until he finally throws in the towel and starts super training. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes for me. And uh, other Nuzlocke, the Pokemon Yellow for the Nuzlocke World Tour. We are into Cycle 4 now. I have successfully finished Cycle 4. I just have one PvP match left to do, but I have successfully uh, done a hard mode gym, no deaths, and I won the one PvP match I did. So I'm still on my perfect streak. Though by a very thin margin, uh, my competitor Clover, our PvP match is like the closest I've ever gone in a PvP match. Literally the last interaction, I had my Jolteon at 25% and that was it. That, that, that's all I had left when I won the battle. To be fair, it came down to a one-on-one between a Jolteon and a Firo, and really, how's that going to go? <laughs> but <laughs> he, he, he definitely put in a good performance, and I'm kind of concerned with the options that he's going to have open to him this cycle, now that I know he can kick ass. <laughs> but I, I do have a healthy enough lead that he can kick my ass a couple times, and I'll still be winning, but my pride will be hurt that I won't be perfect anymore. <laughs> But either way, other than that, I've played more Punch-Out here and there. Like, um, I've been doing, I've, I've been doing, uh, Sandman attempts on Punch-Out NES. I have not successfully beaten Sandman. I have, however, gotten a lot closer than I was getting before. I've actually knocked Sandman down more than once during a fight on multiple occasions, but I've never done enough to beat him, unfortunately. 
Sandman, okay. Sandman is a tough nut, tough nut to crack. And there's two guys after him, so we'll see if I ever beat this game. Because <laughs> even if I beat Sandman, I gotta be Super Macho Man, and when I beat Super Macho Man, I gotta beat fucking Mister Dream. So, the dream, the dream, previously known as Mike Tyson, before Mike Tyson bit somebody's ear off. <laughs> Anything else that I need to bring to the table here today on this fine evening on Pixels Poly? Well, I guess I did play a tiny bit of The Last Fire Red. If I. Uh, my plan is tomorrow, if I finish my Pokemon Y gameplay and I still have some time to spare before I have to go to bed to go suffer at work in the morning, I'm going to play some more Last Fire Red. But we'll see how that goes, because the stretch between the first and second gym in X and Y is long. And that's not even factoring yep. in super training <laughs> that I'm going to have to do. It'll have fun with that. Yeah, it sucks. Were you were you part of the Dicketeers during X and Y, or did you join in ORAS? I joined in ORES. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember who was besides like Pat. I'm sure Pat will tell you. Well, they couldn't even super train is the thing. I forgot. That was a rule. You couldn't super train, which meant they were EV training analog, which I imagine is demonstrably worse. But uh, anyway, I would say. Did I talk about Dave and Buster's last week? Going there, no. I know we brought it up, but I don't think we talked about. You, going you didn't there. go okay. over details, no. No, okay. So I did go to Dave and Buster's because I did it on Sunday, so I couldn't have talked about it on the show. We did the show on Friday. Um, yeah, I went to Dave and Buster's. It was a good time. Uh, we played some games. Uh, a bunch of there was. Did a you play Pokken? Pokken was not there, unfortunately. But what? yeah, there was no. I don't po- think not available in the US anymore. Or it's not available in the U.S. anymore. Either way. Um, but I did play Mario Kart uh, GP Arcade Tour, whatever the fuck. That was fun. Nice. Um, and I, I also played the arcade cabinet, uh, the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games arcade cabinet. That was also fun. Even though it wasn't registering my fucking feet correctly when we were playing the run game, so I lost terribly. What? what? What also wasn't registering my feet directly was fucking DV, fucking DDR because my feet were too big for the fucking DDR board. So, That's fucking so it kept funny. Pressing button, I wouldn't press. I wasn't pressing because my fucking heel was on them. Why aren't you dancing on your tippy toes? I should be dancing on my tippy toes. That'd probably it probably would have been a better strategy up until I fell, and then it would have been just a good laugh for my friends. <laughs> I also can. I also bought a. I literally had seven dollars walking into that place. Somebody had to lend me the money to get the actual fucking tokens, and to keep myself hydrated, I spent my last seven dollars on a fucking souvenir cup, and I I never washed the souvenir cup throughout that entire visit. So it got to the. So it got to the. It wasn't that bad. I was just putting soda in it, but it just got to the point where like one soda i was drinking one soda and i could taste the hints of the other sodas that i had been drinking throughout the night uh but yeah dave and busters was a good time i uh 10 out of 10 would recommend and i will be going there again at some point soon 
Okay. And they, they do not ID you. They the, We called beforehand. They do not ID you to play the games. Not my Dave and Busters. They let kids in my Dave and Busters. So, like, there were a bunch of kids around. So, <laughs> there you go. Well, all right. What, what, uh, or I guess, because I did say, does Vito want to pipe off real quick? Uh, yeah, his, uh, his key card wasn't working. I had to go let him in. Um, come on in, Vito. Hey, everybody, I am here once again for another rousing round of this day in gaming history. Hello, Jinji. Hello, Odin. Hello, DJ. Welcome. I'm here. Welcome, welcome to myself. Now, if you'll give me just a second, my notes got a little jumbled here, I will be ready to regale you with this day in gaming history. This, this notebook is very slow to turn its pages. One second. Shit, what are days... What are those? This day, in 2001, The King of Fighters Evolution was released for the Sega Dreamcast. This day in 2004, Custom Robo was released for the GameCube. This day in 2009, Minecraft was released for the PC. This day in 2000 and... 12, uh, Monster World 4 was released for the Sega Genesis in 2012, I guess? That's, that's here. That's true, I guess. So there you go. This day in 2016, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, was released for the PlayStation 4. And finally, uh, this day in 2019... Uh, Saints Row the Third, the full package, was released on the Nintendo Switch. And this has been This Day in Gaming History. Alright. Thank you. Thank you to Vito. Um, if we're going to go into what games I have been playing, um, you know, I've done my usual staple of Pokemon Go. I have finally, finally hit that final tier challenge for the shiny mew quest line and it's the it's the one that's batshit crazy that you need to spend 151 pokestops you need to do 151 research tasks you need to walk 151 kilometers and then you have to capture 1510 pokemon absolutely insane i am sitting at 300 right now out of the fifteen hundred challenge, so that'll that'll take me a minute. Yeah, it will. Jeez. So we'll maybe even two. Yeah, quite literally. I mean, I averaged it out. It would take me. Uh, I had to do the math real quick again. So if I did fifty Pokemon a day, it would take me a month. Damn. It would take me a whole month to do it. So, I mean, I'll I'll get it done eventually, especially come time with Community Day. I know I'm going to get all my Pokemon then. So it's just a matter of, you know, when I'm out and about doing stuff, just, you know, pop off 
you know, like because you know I have that that Go Plus watch thing. Yeah, you might as well use that Go Plus. Right, so capture a Pokemon without the game even booted up. Don't you have, have Pokeball get... Plus? Doesn't that serve the same purpose? Yeah, it serves the same purpose. Yeah, just the watch is a little bit more discreet. That's fair. Because at least at the bare minimum, the uh, the watch itself, yeah, it's a po- it's you know it's a it's for Pokemon Go, but it can also function as a watch too, so that that I can check the time. But um, God damn it, I said it, I said it. I'm sorry. But um, but um, but um, but um. So I, I, I'm gonna take a shot now every time I say but um. He'll be dead. You'll That's be my dead. Game. No, I'll punish myself for a shot every time. But I have not played a lot of console games this week. You know, um, I've been pretty busy with uh, with homework. You know, I'm just trying to get this month done and over with. And I don't even want to get into that fucking bullshit. I'm dumb as shit. But I guess the only other console game I've really been playing is new Pokemon Snap. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, it, it's hitting me right in the nostalgia feels. Like I'm remembering playing Pokemon Snap on the 64, literally flipping shit because I couldn't understand how to capture Mew in a picture. And then I damn near pissed my pants in excitement when I finally caught Mew in a photo frame. Hot. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Pokemon Snap. What what a game! And I managed. I managed to to get that game and only paid like two bucks out of pocket for it. Where'd the other 58 come from? I sold a couple of games because I guess GameStop had some extra trade-in incentive. Looking here, fucking games. Hopefully nothing nothing you'll miss. No, I sold Cyberpunk. (laughs) Ouch. Not even going to wait on that one. No, nice. I sold Cyberpunk. I also sold uh, Werewolf First Blood. Or, I thought you liked that game. Werewolf. No, oh my god. It's so cringy. Like, holy shit. You were so excited for that one. I was. I was genuinely excited for that game. And it's just... No. Because they made it sound like that you were able to transform into all the different beat the wolf forms. Because, you know, you got your human... Then you got your wolf form and then your werewolf form. And they made it sound like you were going to be able to transition between all three states. No, you can only transfer between your human and wolf form. And then you can only go into your werewolf form when you've been spotted by enemies. And then you're force spawned into the werewolf form. Okay, that's interesting. And then it's just the the story is so cringy. It, it wasn't bad. quite as it wasn't quite as satisfying as the Werehog. No, Werehog is better. Werehog. <sighs> the other, I mean, today as of recording, um, you know, I got back into Brave Frontier, and um, specifically in that game, there are special bosses that are that are called trials. In these trials, you only get one at one attempt at a time because you know how with like typical quest stuff. If you die, you get the chance to redo. You know, pick yeah. up where your units die and left off, and you continue forward. But Jinji, you cannot. With uh, 
I was about to say, with trials, if all of your units die, you're done. You're kicked out of the trial, and you have to start all over again. I was was uh, making an Evangelion reference. Yeah. And and this morning, I legitimately raffle-stomped my way through four of them. I I just put a squad together and just went through it all. And I actually got some uh, omniforms of some pretty big bosses from the Brave Frontier storyline. And it's it, it's cool. And when I got to the fifth trial, you know, because I, w- I was in a good mindset, you know, because I raffle stomped my way through the last four. So why should the fifth one be any different, right? So I booted it up. You guys remember... Or at least the longtime listeners of Pixels uh, and Polygon and Fun, you guys know how I talked about being stuck for damn near three years on a boss called Karna Masta. I do remember that. I think I remember that. Yeah, well, this fifth trial, guess who's in it? Oh, no. Oh, yes, no. Guess who's in it? And guess who took his big ass hand and just. Hip slapped the shit out of me into submission. I I swear to God, you guys, I do not have the mental fortitude to be stuck on this motherfucker again for another three years. See you guys in 2024 in the episode where he says he finally beat it. No, I'm going to Sherlock Holmes the absolute crap out of this level. Like I'm I'm going to go on YouTube and look up tutorial after tutorial after No, I think tutorial. more accurately we'll see you in 2023 when he talks about how the game shut down before he could beat this boss. Riley, so many uh favorite mobile games of mine have shut down. Don't you dare jinx me. If this game shuts down in 2023, I think there needs to be money given to me. For that prediction. Don't, man. <laughs> the the other game shutting down really bummed me out. If they shut down Brave Frontier, I will legitimately be upset. But Brave Frontier, I give credit for getting me into mobile gaming. Well, it uh, committed a sin and it needs to be vanquished hey, then. fuck off. So I mean, yeah, I got we'll I got uh, 2023 baby. I got pimp slapped by Carnamasta again, which is just fucking fantastic. Ah, god. Good old Carnamasta. Straight up dick. Let's see. Have I done done else this week? I guess I have not. So we're going to go ahead and cut it here and go into the topic. We will be right back and welcome back to the topic of the show you guys where we where we will pick a topic about anything under the video game sun and have a discussion about it um like i mentioned last time we did this type of episode this is technically i guess you can call it a, a part two how in the first part we went over the ps3 this time around we're going to be going over the playstation portable or otherwise known as the psp so mr dj floor is yours all right we we tell the story of the playstation portable also known as the psp also known as a way to call cats <laughs> uh this this uh console believe it or not is quite old uh these days <laughs> 
First released in Japan on December 12th, 2004. Two year, I believe that's two years before the PlayStation 3. Uh, released in North America on March 24th, 2005, and in European and PAL regions September 1st of that same year. Of course, being uh, Sony's very first try into the handheld department to compete against the, at the time, only major competitor Nintendo DS. Uh, first announced back in 2003, 83, Sony unveiled it uh, a year later in 2004 in May. And of course, the only other competition at the time was a Nintendo DS, as well as Nokia's N-Gage, which completely backfired on... <laughs> the N-Gage! Oh. All right. Uh, PlayStation Portable uh, was unique in its... Uh, gameplay in its uh, game format as it used discs instead of cartridges, specifically UMDs as the primary storage, which are little plastic covered discs that Sony did to prevent piracy, but we all know that this did not work. <laughs> but it also made the PlayStation Portable a bigger, it had a much larger screen, so UMDs also were done for movies. A lot of big movies at the time, and even some TV shows were put on UMDs for PlayStation Portable. I know I have a couple. I have the entire uh, first one and two seasons of Family Guy on UMD for PlayStation Portable. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> I, Don't forget the five Ds of dodgeball. Dive, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Jinji, uh, you're going to hate me. Why? I've never watched dodgeball. What? Oh, I'm going to fix that. 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 I think I also have iRobot for the PSP. That was a decent movie. But uh, going on with the PSP, uh, it had a 10-year lifetime, so it was discontinued in 2014, originally releasing for $250. Oof. Which may seem like a lot, but, I mean, I think the Nintendo DS was around the same price at the time. I can actually check that. Just to compare. What was the initial price of the Nintendo DS? Oh. The original Nintendo DS was actually $100 cheaper. <laughs> actually, still, I, the, the PSP I currently own is the 1000, which would be the factory release model. Yeah, the introductory model. Um, I believe I have the 3000. I keep it in its case. <laughs> Same my, with mine. Fun, fun fact of the day, mine is modded, but don't do that, you guys. We, don't, uh, we uh, get pixels here, polygons in line. Do not. <laughs> or modding. Do as you wish on your own. We do not endorse it. But it can be fun. Oh, yes. Like the TFS, like we do not condone child violence. We do, however, find it hilarious. Yes, I have the 3000. I have a silver ver variant of it. Yep, the 3000 would be the final release model that came out. Actually, it's not. The 3000 is the final upgrade, but it was not the final model. So going into that, we, of course, had the original release, the PlayStation, the PSP 1000, as it's referred to. 
which you can tell by its barcoding. Which was probably one of the apart. easiest modded ones. Yes, it is. It's the easiest to mod? Yes, it is. Hmm. Makes sense, I suppose. Um, yeah, of course, uh, one of the big things with the PlayStation Portable, especially in its first uh, foray, is its uh, methods of storage and power. It had removable battery packs, which allowed you to have spares and uh, charge easier because they were rechargeable. So that's, that actually helped them against the Nintendo DS because you could have multiple batteries and just switch them out and charge them and whatnot. Uh, and it also used uh, Memory Stick Pro Duo. I'm not exactly sure why they did that. Because even then, SD cards were kind of a thing already. So it was kind I of. Would say, I, would, I would say they were, but the, the SD cards weren't mainstream yet. It was 2004, though. I guess that was kind of back in the memory card wars. I mean, look at we were we talked about how the PlayStation Three had all those different card ports on the original model. Uh, also, going into it, uh, it had the had the start and select buttons along the bottom of it, along with some others. Yeah, start, select, uh, the volume, the home button, which actually I believe that means the PSP started the home button uh, part for Sony. Because uh, PlayStation 2 didn't have that. They didn't have a, a, a home hub until the PlayStation 3 a couple years later. Hmm. Uh, had the full D-pad, the classic X square triangle and circle, but only one thumbstick. As long as only, as well as a right, uh, left bumper and a right bumper, no triggers. So it was an interesting design, but it is comfortable. Uh, yes, yeah, Oh, yep. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, uh, we're, we're not going into the games yet, but I was, I was kind of jumping ahead to continue, DJ. Uh, we will get to the games. We'll just go, go through all the models here. Uh, the first revision was the 2000, also known as the Slim, as the original one was kind of a hefty boy. So the Slim trimmed it down, made it slimmer and lighter. Uh, I don't... Game, uh, non-game, anyone. I think the 2000 implemented, yeah, the the 2000s uh, implemented the uh, video out feature, where you could actually uh, broadcast the PlayStation Portable screen using cords onto uh, your TV if you're at home. So that was, that's uh, how you can actually still stream them to this day. Is with the 2000 and 3000 models. Uh, other changes include improve the the Wi-Fi model because uh, they all had Wi-Fi, I believe. All of them had Wi-Fi capabilities. Uh, it had a thinner LCD screen. Uh, it had a memory upgrade to play the games faster. And then we get to the 2000. Or the, not the 2000. We had the 2000. Now we're into the 3000. Or as it was marketed in the PAL regions as the PSP Slim and Light or PSP Bright. Had an improved LCD screen, five times the contrast ratio, have the pixel response team or response time, and reduced outdoor glare to be able to play outside more. Uh, the disc tray logos and buttons were all redesigned, and a microphone was added for online play. Games could now be output in either component or composite video using the video output cable. Uh, but it is still referred to as only a minor upgrade, but it was the last upgrade to the main console line. Because after that, we get to the PSP N1000. 
Is anybody familiar with this model? The which model? model? The PSP N one thousand. What is the N? Is that the uh, yes. one that that slides? Yes, also known as the PSP Go. Yes, I am indeed. The digital only model that's had a basically kind of looked like a like a phone that's had the screen slide out to reveal the buttons. Very. I'm honestly. Right, honestly, uh, it is very comparable. And Odin is going to be right up your alley, but it's it's like the Sony Ericsson in a, in a way with the layout oh, yeah. and everything. I still have my Sony Ericsson. Yeah, so the PSP Go was Wi-Fi was a uh, Wi-Fi, uh, no no disk drive was download only, but it was ahead of its time. So as such, Wi-Fi and gaming through digital only was not very big, so it kind of flopped. Even though it was pretty decent, it had 16 gigabytes of internal memory, and you could get memory sticks to upgrade it up to 32 gigs. So back then, not that bad. Uh, it had Bluetooth connectivity, so you could actually use other controllers and stuff. I think you could hook up Bluetooth headphones to it, but I'm not sure. And it even had a cradle well, for charging. It still had video output. So you could still put it on the TV. Uh, it was brighter than the than the models and lighter. It was basically the size of a phone, since it could slide itself in and out. Uh, originally in 2010, Sony thought about relaunching it due to the lack of interest, uh, but ended up dropping it and discontinuing the model completely in 2011 when they decided to switch focus onto the Vita, which we will talk about in a later episode. Yes. And the final model is the PSP E1000, also known as the PSP Street, which is Never honestly heard of that the one, to be honest. worst version of the PlayStation Portable that was exclusive to Europe. This PSP was matte black only, so it had no, no shine to it, had mono speakers. No microphone, no brightness buttons, and no Wi-Fi. Ouch. This was a UMD-only model that came out in 2011 as the budget version. Okay, I was just about to say it's starting to sound like a, like a cheap, cheap alternative. Yep, seven years in. The 2DS of PSPs. There you go. That's an insult to the 2DS. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of ended up on a bad note there with the with the E1000. Thankfully, it was only in the PAL region, so you'd be have to be in Europe to get it. But why would you get it when the 3000s had already been out for like three years? Yeah, because the 3000 came out in 2008. So by then, the 3000s had already, already had price cuts by then. So, like, what was the point of this thing, Sony? What was the point? Uh, but before we move on to games, um, one of the big draws to the PlayStation Portable was colors. This thing came in every color of the rainbow. Just like the N64, there were colors, 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 and limited edition colors. Uh, some of which, to this day, are still pretty popular. Uh, the limited editions include Final Fantasy Dissidia... Uh, there were two different God of War colors, one that was red and black and one that was completely red. 
Uh, of course, there was the silver, there were some blues, a Hatsune Miku version that was kind of a teal. Uh, there were some pink ones, there was the Hannah Montana purple one, uh, a Metal Gear Solid green. Uh, let's see here, there were a bunch of limited edition ones that had like stylized designs, like one for uh, Battlefront, I believe it was, that had Darth, was a white one with Darth Vader on it. Uh, there was the camouflage one, which probably should have gone with Metal Gear Solid instead of the solid green, but, yeah, what do I know? Uh, a bunch of Monster Hunter ones, too. I didn't even know there were that many Monster Hunter games on the PSP. Oh, yes. And then there was the uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep one, which actually is kind of cool looking. That's a white one with a bunch of the uh, graphics on the back, which is where a lot of the graphics ended up was on the back of the console. Because you just had all this black, you just all had all this empty space on the sides to do it outside the disc tray. Duh. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of the PSPs available out there for your choices. That's why I, why I wanted one back in the day. There was a lot of choices available to it. But uh, I think that's all about the main console. It had some other features like remote play came into came into things, or you could play use it to play PlayStation Three games. Uh, it had a web browser, that was a thing. Digital comic reader, you could walk, read your comics on it. But uh, other than that, I think we are free to move on to games. Who wants to go about go on about PlayStation Portable games? My favorite uh, PlayStation Portable exclusive game is called Undead Knights. Is that a zombie game? It is. There's always got to be a zombie game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Undead Knights featured uh, three playable characters, and each character had different, uh, like a different battle style. There was Romulus Blood, then his wife. Um, No, Romulus was the knight. Uh, his and then the knight's younger brother Remus Blood and Remus's wife uh, Sylvia. Like they all had different. Someone left. Craig. Fuck Craig. Craig. Uh, Giark is still here, so he's dependable at least for the moment. Do you have a backup going, Tinsy? Fuck. Womp womp. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, so yeah, each character has a different type of play style, but the core gameplay remains the same. Um, You are able to use your powers to um, turn weakened enemies into zombies. So if if you're beating up soldiers, and now, oh my, I'm I'm half tempted to dig out my PSP and play Undead Knights again. But, um, damn it. Take a shot, Tattle. Anyway. Yeah, when you are beating up the enemies, you'll start to see them flash red. And as soon as you see them flash red, you push a circle button, and it instantaneously turns them into zombies. And you can command your zombies to attack a certain location. You can also quite literally grab on these zombies and throw them at enemies. And depending on how big the enemies are, the zombies will just kind of hang on there. And the more zombies you pile on your enemies by throwing them, more damage you deal to them when you're attacking. And let alone the soundtrack to this game is, is 
fucking legit. It's awesome. I like. I can't. I can't recommend Undead Knights even more. Uh, you know, any more than I can. Like, if you have a PSP, this game is a must-have for your library. All right. Unless you have anything else to say, Genji, I gotta. I gotta. You gotta jump in here. Not about Undead Knights, no. Okay. Well, I figured you'd have something to say at some point throughout the episode. I meant that particular point. Uh, but uh, so I've always been an anime game boy. I've never made that a secret. Like, like you know, your 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 generic anime games, Dragon Ball Z and Naruto, and there were some banger ass Dragon Ball Z and Naruto games on the PSP. They were fucking awesome. Uh, Dragon Ball Z had um. The Shin Budokai series, which Shin Budokai 1 was a great little, you know, Dragon Ball Z Budokai to play on your fucking PSP. It was fun. It was made well. And it was just a good old time. And then fucking Shin Budokai Another Road comes out and just fucking blows it out of the water. A new story with voice acting about uh, the Majin Buu stuff happening in Trunks' timeline. Uh, very well-designed fighting, which is expected. It's a fucking Budokai game, and it is done very well. And the story mode is well-crafted. And it's just a very good time. And there was Tenkaichi Tag Team, which was Budokai Tenkaichi, but it was 2v2, and it was in your pocket. And then... Excuse me. Uh, there were Naruto games. There were three, you know... There were three, you know, like normal like 2D fighters that were done very well. And then there was literally there was a Nar there was a dynasty I can't say words. A <laughs> Dynasty Warrior inspired Naruto game on the PSP. And that one was pretty fucking awesome. And I believe that one did have voice acting in its story mode as well. So yeah, good, good, good showing from Dragon Ball Z and Naruto on the PSP. Nice. I, I totally forgot that there were Naruto games on the PSP. Uh, Blazing Ninja Heroes is a real good one. Yeah. Blazing Ninja. So like, when I, is that the Dynasty Warriors-esque one? No. 2D when Fighter. I, when I had a PSP, I never really played any like actual PSP games on it. Um, the first PSP that I ever got, I instantly modded and <laughs> started playing... Um, we at Pixels Media do not condone... <laughs> But we do find it very fun. <laughs> um, no, but really, I uh, I did really enjoy like modding it and playing like Pokemon games and shit on it. That was that was something that I that I did. So, so like all all these like experiences that you guys have all had and stuff with like your po- with like your uh, like actual PSP games and stuff. I'm just sitting over here like, uh huh. That's not me. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a real PSP. All my PSP experiences have been on uh, the Devil Software. What's the Devil Software? Emulators. Hmm. What about you, DJ? Oh, I was a simple lad in those days. Jesus Christ. I had two games I played on my original PlayStation Portable that I no longer possess. And we both know DJ is sitting on a chair in front of a fire, slowly just inhaling a, a pipe. Holding a he's, got a, he's got a top hat and a monocle. Yep. 
Who are we back in my day? <laughs> you know what? Just for that, I put on the fez. Oh, God. <laughs> but yes, back in those days, there was only one reason I wanted a PlayStation Portable. I ended up getting the fir- I ended up getting the game I didn't want first, and that was Star Wars Battlefront Renegade Squadron on the PlayStation Portable. A PSP exclusive edition of Battlefront, telling the story of the rebels against the Empire. It was a fun game. It was not did not load very fast on a two thousand. Also, very hard to control when you're having to move the camera with the with the thumbstick and having to move with everything else. It's like trying to play a spiral game on a DualShock that didn't have the thumbsticks. <laughs> hmm. But the main reason I wanted the PlayStation Portable was for Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. A game I played to completion twice and a half times because I never finished Terra's storyline before I lost interest because Dream Drop Distance had come out. <laughs> oh, I playing that so was much. very fun, easy to control. Playing through Ventus and Aqua's time it was much fun, especially when Stitch showed up. Yes! <laughs> I knew Jinji would love a Stitch. <laughs> One day I will return to play it on the remake, on the remasters on my PlayStation 5 and enjoy Birth by Sleep to its fullest. Though on that I note, too. I will never Someday. again play Kingdom Hearts 1. Why? That is my tale. Uh, But an important PSP game that we haven't mentioned yet, because we never got in America for the PSP, but it did start as as a PSP game in Japan, and it's probably one of the most well-remembered PSP games, is uh, the original Danganronpa was a PSP game. Huh. That I did not know. Yeah, Yeah, it came out out, (laughs) out for the Vita and the PS4 in America, but in Japan it was a PSP game. All right. Well, I'm surprised there's I'm surprised there's one Jinji didn't talk about. I was about to say um, the next what? Technically two. Yeah, I was about to say uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about now. The, um, besides Undead Knight being my go-to, two games, two <laughs> games that were exclusively on the PSP, but you can now get a PS3 port of the said games: God of War: Chains of Olympus and God of War: Ghost of Sparta. Fantastic games. And if I remember correctly, Ghost of Sparta was the one that had the all the all red PSP model. Was that the second one? Yes, Ghost of I believe Ghost of Sparta. Because the first one had the black and red, and then they did an all red for the second. Yeah, it looks like uh here we go. The red PSP was Shane's of Olympus. So the second one? Yes. So both games were fantastic to play on PSP. It, it felt nice uh, storyline-wise. They, they're they're prequels, 
you know, they play. I know Ghosts of Sparta. Oh, let's see. Where's my chronological order? Crap. Because uh, I know for my uh, my Twitch theories, I have started playing through. So yeah, Chains of Olympus, uh, storyline-wise, takes place after Ascension and takes place immediately before God of War 1. And then Ghosts of Sparta takes place between God of War 1 and God of War 2. And uh, I want to say it is Chains of Olympus that features this particular uh, weapon, but it is my favorite weapon in like the God of War universe minus the chaos, the, you know, the chaos blades is DJ. DJ was there on the P the PS4 chat when I was playing through God of War on the PlayStation four. And we go back and we <laughs> get the blades. I was screeching like a harpy at DJ. <laughs> Cause I, I kept, I kept trying to tell him about it. <laughs> I was like, have you gotten there yet? Have you gotten there yet? You, you're you're going to find something. You're going to find something. <laughs> no, and, and it's the same degree. And I'll bring this up again real quick uh, to go off track just for a second with you, DJ, you fucking <clears throat> asshole. When we went to go see Avengers Endgame for the first time, and I see you at the corner of my eye, turning your head and looking right at me, right before the big moments come, like, oh, look, DJ's turning his head. He's looking right at me. Oh, God, something is going to happen. Yes, but you never knew what. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't take it ready. <laughs> I love you 3,000, Iron Man. I love you 3,000. <laughs> That's but anyway, um, favorite weapon besides the Blades of Chaos would be the, the Gauntlet of Zeus. Which is similar to the, the gauntlets that you got from Hercules in God of War 3. It's just a single gauntlet that rests on Kratos' right hand. And as soon as you get it, you, the, the, pro, the pro play was to maximize the Gauntlet of Zeus. And you're damn near one-shotting everything. It's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. And yeah, that's definitely a must play. Must play like on my list. Both both God of Wars and then Undead. Does anyone else have any PSP memories? Only playing Pokemon games on PSP. That's illegal. Wait, that's no, illegal. <laughs> it might be. It would be if you asked Nintendo or Sony. Coca-Cola and a Pepsi glass? I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal. Can't do this. Same concept. You can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> Watch me. Well, if there's nothing else, there's one last bit to talk about with the PSP before we end tonight. Yes. That would be the controversy. Uh -oh. PlayStation Portable made an oopsie when doing their t when they first released their PSP white color. Okay. Later, late in 2006, news of a billboard advertisement released in Netherlands depicting a white woman holding a black woman by the jaw, saying PlayStation Portable White is coming. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Racist, but hilarious. 
I am wait, not wait, wait, hold kidding. on. Can you repeat that one more time? I'm oh not even going to repeat it because I'm going to look up real quick because I've seen pictures of it. But is that is that worse than the uh, the Mario tweet? You guys know about the Wiggler tweet? It's pretty funny. They, they tried to tweet <laughs> I found out a and... picture of it. Oh, good, oh my good. God. There it is in our podcast chat. <laughs> I'll look. <laughs> it's so bad. All right, let's see. Let's hold on. Let me get PlayStation my... Portable White is coming. A black woman being held by the jaw by a white woman. <laughs> oh my god. We Wait. obviously don't condone this kind of crap, but society back then was more relaxed than it is now. Let's be honest, society was more understanding in the early 2000s than it is these days. Yeah. But even we still... We don't condone it in any way, shape, or form. And that legit is bad. It's a bad thing. Like, that, that's Tony, a, what were you thinking? That is a marketing... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't know, I Odin, have you seen it? No. Look in a podcast record. Okay. Trust me, you need to see this ad. Waiting to hear Odin's reaction. Um, <laughs> PlayStation Portable <laughs> White is coming. Um, <laughs> do you see the oops? Um, <laughs> I think Odin's broke. <laughs> we broke him. He's uh, oh, oh, okay. It's like when so, it's like sometimes I, when your Netflix breaks and it'll just repeat the same two seconds over and over before I, it crashes. I, uh, I don't think they thought that advertisement poster through. <laughs> they didn't. Think <laughs> I feel like they had good intentions until or maybe they, they did think it through. That's the scary until part. until they put a white woman in all white and a black woman in all black together. And I bet you originally they both thought, yeah, hey, this is cool. We're going to be part of PlayStation. And then they realized, oh, this is like oh. white supremacy. And it's right. super scary. And it shouldn't have Very happened. Bad. Guys, I think, ra- I think racial supremacy in our PlayStation portables is a big issue that needs to be talked about more. Can we talk society. about how uh, PS5 has <laughs> gone white? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, PlayStation white supremacy is a big issue. We need to bring that up to uh some higher officials. And how, how did we not really go into this issue either? Like, arguably one of the biggest flaws of the entire PSP like as as a general is the UMD. Cuz if you guys aren't if you don't know exactly what it is, it's a tiny little disc that is inside a plastic casing. And then you put that a plastic, plastic casing, thing. a white plastic <laughs> casing, Jesus, you put that into the PSP slot and that's how you play the games. And the downside is if that, if that casing is just a little bit cracked or if the, the plastic covering that covers the disc, if that is broken, even just ever so slightly, the PSP is not going to read the game at all. That's why you mod them. So yeah, big flaw. If you didn't take care Physical of your media UNC, is a lie by play. digital games. The but point. um do you Oh man, you we never talked about the failing kind of, a, kind of an underrated masterpiece. 
We should have talked about that in news, huh, Genji? The failing. I no feel like that's thing. more of a, a BS thing. But do we? Do okay. you guys have any final thoughts on the PSP? Good console. I like it. I want one. I've never had one. I actually want one, and I want to get games for it. Um, you know, I have, things are rare because they're old. I have thought about getting another PSP at some point just so I can play like Pokemon ROMs that I've been. Well, that too. Um, but all the Pokemon ROMs that I've been playing, the PSP will run them just fine. Imagine playing Last Fire Red on a PSP Go. Oh my god, let's fucking go. I mean, but to be fair, they sell they sell fucking they sell portable emulation consoles that are literally straight ripoffs of the PSP's design that probably Looking already at you, have Pokemon ROMs on them. Yeah, but well, Soldier Boys aren't cheaper, but you know, and they're white. I've legit looked up. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, can we drop that? I want to do a whole episode about that controversy, Genji. I want to do a whole one. White versus black, the console wars. <laughs> So during Generation Seven, Xbox and Nintendo were white against Sony's black. So that's <laughs> <laughs> the PlayStation had to rise up to <coughs> prove. It's not always black and white. <laughs> black is not always Your better. Heart always knows what's right. And, and it's not about win or lose. The no, anyway, I just, with the journey. Look, I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna say this, Did and you? I'm, I'm just gonna let you know. But most of the time, whenever you have someone who picks up a picks up a white console or a white handheld, oh do God, they God. not state? That man, this looks clean. <laughs> <laughs> now, will any of this? Now, here's the question, you guys: Will any of this stay in the show? Oh, it all will. Probably not. Will. Probably not. Gigi, can I edit this one? I'll take it off your hands. I'll, be- <laughs> I'll help you out this week. <laughs> but um, my final thoughts on the PSP: I think this console was ahead of its time. It had a, a wide variety of fun games to play. A lot of them are iconic. See, there we go. I used that word. Oh, uh, he said the B word. Yeah, I said the me word. And it, should, it, it had a lot of fun games. Like, I, I have so many memories of playing through God of War, playing through Undead Knights, playing through Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force. Even playing uh, oh, Wipeout. Tag Force! Playing Wipeout and downloading movies and music to the SD card and listening to my music with the PSP in my pocket, walking around. Uh, your it, PSP is a makeshift MP3 player. Yep. Based. So yeah, I mean, if you guys can get one, go get it. Especially since they're still shutting down the PSP network in July of this year. I'm going to try to get a PSP Go before the network shuts down. I got to get a PSP before the fucking I'm network just gonna, shuts down. Physical I'm just going to get a so PSP. expensive now. I think I'm just going to get a PSP. And actually, you can get a PS Vita and mod that too. That you can. But um, we'll talk about that I another got, time. Oh, go, go for it, DJ. 
Honestly, Ginger, you're right. The P- the PlayStation Portal was ahead of its time, which kind of is a sad thing, especially with all of its flaws. Right. It means they weren't in the right area to fix what needed to be fixed. And it started off a bad trend with making specific cartridges and memory slots that led into the Vita and why it failed, which will be mm-hmm. in a later episode. But the PSP set great groundwork for PlayStation to be in the portable world, and it sucks that they're not doing portable anymore. They take... The Vita, you know, we'll get into the next. We'll Save get into that in the following episode. But to be continued. The PlayStation. Yeah, I still have. I still have my PSP one thousand, and yes, that particular model that I have is modded, but it's it still doesn't matter. Like it, it's a solid console, and and I'm not lying, guys. I am most likely gonna go dig out my PSP, get it plugged up, and charged up for tomorrow so I can play it before work. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I went out of my way after I had sold my original model that I had bought in college. I, a couple years later, I, I regretted it. So my first chance to get a new PlayStation Portable, I took it, and I got the silver one that I have now with a bunch of games and movies and a case and the microphone and the headphones with it. It was a good deal. But don't don't sleep on the PlayStation Portable. Even when it shuts down, I'm still learning about great hidden gems on the PSP. Like, I went out of my way recently to get a game called Death the Kid. Uh, I think it's called Death the Kid. Something like Death that. Death Junior. Death Junior, that's it. Where it's a platformer that was a hidden gem on the PSP that I'd never heard of. And it looks, it looks like a ton of fun. I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and play it. But there's just so many little gems that you can find on the PSP. And... Even the PSP Go is easily modded. Yeah, I've, it is. Seen, I've seen modded ones go on sale on eBay all the time, and even still, they're decently cheap. They're only like 150 bucks, which isn't bad. Plus, you can always just reset them to the original hardware if you don't want it to be modded anyway. Right. So don't sleep on the PlayStation Portable if you haven't done it. Sure, a lot of the games have been ported, but a lot of them would still play better on the PSP. Mm-hmm. that's what they were intended for the games that were on this console were made for this console you didn't get a lot of ports to it you had some third party ones but even then they were designed from the ground up to be on the PSP so if you are able to get your hands on it don't be afraid to splurge a little and get one whether it be the 1000 or any of them as long as it's not the PAL region we will judge you for that the, the the PSP Street needs to die, but PSP find, Street find, 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 a, find a console, get some games for it that you just look interesting because you got games of every type: racing, platforming, action, shooters. Give it a shot. I'm dead knights. <coughs> Excuse huh? me. Huh? What? All that? Nothing. Give the PSP another shot, and we'll give the Vita another shot later. <laughs> so with that being said, you guys, if you have any memories of the PSP or any comments, reach out to us. We want to hear from Please. you guys. All of our communication options are down below in the episode description. But with that being said, you guys, we got some bullshit to get to. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? Do you enjoy podcasts like us? 
Have you ever yes. wanted to start one of your own? Are you too scared yes. to start one? Well, to be honest, yes. we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels, but luckily we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use and gives you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Exactly. And we love Buzzsprout so much, we recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description. Today, and after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Join us, us Pixels, and over 100,000 other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, easiest way to podcast. And now, we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome back to the bullshit segment of the show, you guys. Bullshit away. Physical media is dying. It's red alert, red alert. They're dying. It's over. Digital media is the king. It's over. We've lost. I mean, I buy oh. physical all the time. <laughs> no, there's um, there's a news recently. I don't have an article up, but I can describe it on my own. It's not that hard to retain. Um, there's been mass reports now recently of... Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire cartridges failing in mass. Just just like it just started coming up recently. I believe I believe it's one of the foreign copies that's having the problem the most, but some other some American copies are having the problem and some some other countries that are not the country that is mainly in question are also having it occur. So Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire cartridges are dying. I'm sh- and I've seen other cartridges die. DS and 3DS cartridges are not forever. <laughs> if you want your, if you want DS emulate, if you want 3DS virtual on the eShop, I don't condone emulation. Um, Pixels Media does not condone emulation. I, all right. You know, it's it's one thing to emulate to preserve gaming history, and that's the way I, it, it should. Be. I oh, think I, believe, there is... I, I I fully heartedly believe that. I'm just saying. Uh, I think terms, Pixels Media does not support. <laughs> I think that there is nothing wrong with being creative with things that already exist as long as you are not putting it out there to sell it or make money and claim it fully as yours. The idea and thought of the process for what you did to it can be yours, but not the f- actual creation of the content that is held inside that emulation. The individual opinions of members of Pixels Media do not do not uh, can reflect the view of Pixels Media as a conglomerate. Uh, don't commit crimes. Like I like I for one definitely think that the Nintendo company should definitely encourage emulation of their games to see <laughs> what people can, look just to see what people come up with and see what they do to the games and maybe they might be well, like, like hey rom hacking you mean yeah. Just think put it, it out. They could just make it themselves. Sell it for sixty dollars in the Switch. Hey, make ROM hacks now. Here's Mario. Do it. Here's Pokemon. Well, like, if, Do if it. Pokemon. If the Pokemon company came out with like a like a Super Mario builder, but for Pokemon, a Pokemon maker. Yeah. Yeah, a Pokemon maker. Think fucking think about that shit, man. That'd be really cool. 
I mean, it would have I to be like, like be a, a hard uh, thing to make, but I think they'd have to do like a PC program aspect for it, and then you can take it over, and then uh, it would you, it would save it to a file. It save it as make a file. It a mobile app. You have to do all yeah. your designing on a fucking touchscreen. Gross. But you know, you know, uh, Pokemon Company, Nintendo. You know, if you're listening, you know, these are ideas. People want to be creative with your stuff. It doesn't hurt to let them do if it. If Pokemon Company and Nintendo are listening, we're all getting DMCA's in our emails right now. <laughs> what I find just it's funny about them listening. Uh, it was said in an interview that Game Freak does get you know uh, letters in the mail from fans offering suggestions for the games. And they say they take the most ridiculous ones. Like, for example, uh, you know, they'll get requests like put all the regions in a single game. That they will not make it a habit. They'll make a habit of taking those letters, taking it to the, you know, the design floor with all the programmers, and they will read the letters out loud and openly mock it. Yep. They did they did say that. And I I on it, you know, for that specific example, I agree. I believe it would be an unplayable monstrosity if every single region was in the same game. How? What would make it unplayable? Well, we, haven't we already had this conversation? Didn't we do that discussion for another this? time? <laughs> if not, we will. That's the thing. If not, we will. But what would make a Pokemon game unplayable? Oh, see, there you go. There's a good Pokemon variety hour topic. Okay. Yep, yeah, be. well, we'll get there. Uh, first, uh, me and Gingy had to do ours. When are we doing that, Gingy? We could talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about it, and then I, I tried to set a date in stone, and you just sent me a question mark. And I sent you a question mark back, and nothing else happens. <laughs> Looks like yeah, it's well, all up in the air and full of questions at this point. Hey yo. Alright, well I got my bullshit question of the day, unless anybody has something else to say. I'm ready, go for it. Alright, so I actually have two potential questions. Now remember, whichever one you don't choose is getting asked next week, so you will have to experience it either way. But I got like they're Just both ask like I don't care. No no don't, no, don't I, want, I want I want I no, I want you guys to pick, or I want, like, Gingy to pick. If you don't want to pick, you don't have to, Odin. Gingy can pick. I got, they're both, like, deeper conversations. One of them's more lighthearted. One of them could end up being a little sad. Whatever one you don't do this week, you're doing next week. Which one are we doing, well, Let's Gingy? do the lighthearted one this week. I'm not ready for right. sad. I'll give, you, I'll give you the week's notice on the sad one. The sad one's coming next Thanks. week. Um, Thanks. <laughs> uh, the more lighthearted one is... um. What was your dream job as a child, and does any aspect of it still hold up now in your adult life? Uh, we can huh. let Odin go first on this one. Sure. My dream job as a child, legitimately, was to play video games or make video games. Not even kidding. That's fair. So... And how does that hold up to today? Well, um, I am currently working towards the steps to becoming a content creator for being able to play games all day. And I'm going to be working on a uh, working on a little project of my own, hopefully with a little bit of help from uh, our favorite Ginger. 
So. With a little bit of help from my friends at Pixels Polygon. I by with a little help from my friends. There you go. Wish you got a little help from my friends. None of you ever come on my YouTube videos. Mean. That sucks. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Life's the bitch. Get over it. <laughs> oh, damn. Look at Reddit with me. Jinji likes Reddit videos now. Do a Reddit video, Jinji. I'll put you on Reddit. I've been on Reddit. I guarantee you I've been on Reddit. I, I guarantee you I've been mocked on Reddit. Probably. <laughs> uh, but, um, Jinji, I have a feeling your answer is going to be pretty, like, clean. It, I, it's I, pretty much yeah. pretty much the same as Odin, wanting to be a game designer. And I'm actually in school right now for game design. Yeah, that's why so I was I saying. I am actively learning, clean. yeah. Yeah. Okay, fucking show off. Jeez. <laughs> And I am I am working on my own uh, RPG game as well. It's nowhere close to being playable yet, but I will say this now. Pets? No, it's Aww. something different, something completely different. But when the game does become more playable, and I need beta testers for it, I will reach out. I will I'll uh, create a Google Doc for people to fill out. And yeah, you will be uh, compensated for <coughs> Granted, maybe not compensated Money. monetarily wise. Oh, okay. That's fair. But um, the, the idea that was kind of floating around, and this could very easily change for the future, but I don't think it will. But for anyone who would be willing to beta test my game once it's ready, I will turn you guys into a NPC in the game for you to potentially recruit. Oh, being fuck immortalized yeah. by a video game. Fuck yeah, I want that. That sounds awesome. I want to so be number I fifteen. Will... <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, Jimmy, yeah, when the uh, what? Uh, do you have any experience with uh, RPG Maker at all? Yes, that's the program that I'm using. That's what you're making this, this in. Yes, I I was gonna suggest you should show off. Your your game game making pra- prowess and at some point make like a little mini like one or two hour like pixels polygons and fun RPG where all of us are the party members and we nice. go on a little adventure like a little turn based yeah, RPG like pixel characters and stuff that'd be cool yeah that or maybe like it'd be like a cool fun stream like hey let me stream my game design active in development for an hour. I don't know. Anyway, though, so yeah, that that's that's my dream job. I'm I'm getting there. Ultimately, I would like to be an indie developer. The design games on my own, or design games with small teams, and put the projects you out on different consoles. You could be the next Phil Fish, dude. No, the the, the key to success. <laughs> I gotta I gotta build the most brain dead simple game, and then there we go. That's all I need to do. The, the key to I, success I need, is to not be fair. I need fish. to build my own type of Flappy Bird. That's what I need to do. And that shit will become fucking viral. So yeah, <laughs> do that's you know my who Phil Fish is, Jinji? I'm sure I do, but I am also very tired. So he's the guy who made Fez, and he's an asshole. And he's not making Fez 2 out of spite for the people who call him an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, our good, our resident horse, uh, Mr. DJ Skywalker, please, huh? please regale us with your answer. What's the question? Uh, the question what? is, what was your dream job as a child, and does it still hold up today in any way? I want to be a meteorologist. Okay. Okay. I wanted to study the weather. I wanted to learn about the weather and broadcast it on the news. Why I feel like with that accent you're pulling off, you're standing on your roof holding a giant metal rod drinking some Mountain Dew. Well, I want to learn about all sorts of weather. I'll tell you how close the lightning is. <laughs> Shit! It's Don't too close to hit me. <laughs> too close, too close. Have you seen Nebraskans when tornado warnings are growing? Yeah, we're standing we outside on the we porch don't hide shotguns. We, we 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 go outside and we're like, look at that. We see cow there, Clear Bill. It is look funny at that, that this, particular, this particular combo of co-hosts is the Nebraska show featuring Florida man. It really is. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, we usually got some Ohio mixed in there with uh, Colo and Val, but so I've uh, I've decided that I have figured out Riley's theme song. Entirely, and it's thanks all thanks to this lovely content creator on YouTube named Daniel Thrasher. Um, is it the is it down to Florida? No, no. Okay. it's uh, am I a weirdo or am I just Floridian? Because I'm all out of bath salts <laughs> and I want to <laughs> eat the face again. <laughs> that's, that's that's more than fair, but um. As for my answer, so my dream job, like as a younger child, was to make video games. Like I, I had a game design uh, dream as well. How's that but going? as I grew up, I just realized that I'm not really coding. Just isn't interesting to me. Like I'm not into coding. Like I'd, I'd be interested in maybe like having creative design of a video game. But in terms of actually like making a game and being the one who made it, I really don't care anymore hard work and well, yeah sure but like I mean, it is a lot of hard work like don't like don't take that as, as a, like a bad way riley like legitimately like making a video game is hard work hell even just the program itself for like working on pokemon roms is still difficult because there's a lot of different factors inside of there it's it's a lot of brain numbing shit but having a creative direction inside of making a game itself is actually super beneficial and still does a lot of work itself just in its own fashion and it's totally cool if you're not physically like like mentally set up for doing the whole like physical aspect of putting the game together yeah that's not a bad thing that's just yeah just what i learned as i got older and as i got older i'm more my my dream career more started heading towards you know the the realm of content creation just as i got as i like grew up and i saw creators i liked as a kid like you yeah. know smosh or markiplier or people in that category yeah and yeah. as i got older people like game grumps and then eventually the podcasting oh, wow. with eventually podcasting when i discovered blastburn radio and so that show i'm kind of in your same boat those there's so o'reilly because the the aspect of creating a video game for me is enticing 
very enticing but the actual sitting down and doing it part with like the amount of work that you have to go through and making sure that things are coded and scripted right it's that's the part that kind of starts throwing me off where i'm just like "Mm, can i just be a creative director in this can can i just have someone else do it for me and i can just kind of like pitch ideas it's like yeah i'd want to work with it if i ever worked in game design which really isn't even it isn't a like direct interest for me anymore but like like i said being creative on a game would be cool but i think like as i grew up my dream more involved more became content creation and that still has a big stake in video games like i still let's plays are like one of my favorite mediums and i do a lot of that and also podcasts which i do this show and even after I stop doing this show, I'm still going to be podcasting about video games. That's never going to stop. And, you know, it's just that's how I live my life, baby. And I'm hoping yeah. that it someday turns into a career. I'd love I just love like, you know, doing comedy and doing gaming content. And I hope that someday that can be my job because it's the thing I am the most passionate about on this planet. Yeah. I think uh, I think what I definitely have to do is uh, for me if like content creation aspect wise is I need to stop playing so many new things right now and wait until I can start doing the stuff and actually making videos for it because if I keep playing new things and then I try to do a reaction video and play it for YouTube it's just it's not going to feel No, the but same. that's kind of a hole you can get caught in though cuz like I have a YouTube channel and like I'll own when I go to play a new game, I'll be like, I have to stream this or I have to record it. And that like stakes my ability to play the new game. So like, you gotta, you gotta make sure you have that balance in your life of games. You're just playing for yourself and games that you're playing for internet. I suppose. Or like, if you do decide to play it like off video, at least kind of keep like recording going. And so that like, you can capture those like, holy shit moments. Like, so you can write, you know, I mean, like in be like in between videos, like how's it going, everybody? You know, we're back playing this. I got a couple things that I did, you know, previously uh, after last video. I just want to run through and like show you my what I did and whatnot. Kind of like a quick like little clip montage of like little things that you're just like holy shit and reacted to and to get to where you're at now for the new start of the video, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to do the thing. Okay, before before we get off this uh, bullshit topic and we end the show, um, everybody still want community interaction for this particular part of the show? Email, Discord, everywhere, anywhere. Just give us something to talk about. You got a question for us? We'll answer it. You got a fucking hypothetical for us? We'll answer it. Anything. We want the community to submit bullshit topics. Please. Please. We see you guys there. We literally hit 5,500 downloads the other week. We know you're there. Please reach out to us. But um, speaking of, oh my god, I am the king of segues. Where can they reach out to find you, Riley? Well, um, you can find me on Twitter, at RileyTweets. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RileyStreams. On YouTube as Riley! Exclamation point. Uh, other podcast projects uh, are uh, Pokemon Variety Hour, the redheaded stepchild of Pixels Media. You can find that on <laughs> Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts, <laughs> which we actually do have a new episode in the pipe coming soon. Has been recorded. Just, it's in, 
It's in Jason's editing bay. We'll see if it comes out. It's in the pipe. In the, it's in the pipe. That's right. Um, and then, um, shit, what else? Okay. The MoCast at anchor.fm slash the-mo-cast or on the YouTube channel MoDiggity42, where me and my friends Mo and Robin talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. You know Mo and Robin. They were on an episode recently. They're cool people. Um, you, the listeners, not you, the people. None of you were there for that episode. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, uh, where I post uh, shows that I make, like Large Issue in the Galaxy and the Riley and Not Ian Movie Review Podcast. And uh, soon, soon, maybe something else. Uh, people who have been paying attention to Twitter today, I don't know if you noticed, Gingy, but uh, you might have seen an account. Yeah. I mean, I've seen an account pop up called uh, The Voxel Corner, a video game podcast. What is that? You'll find out someday. <laughs> someday. Hopefully soon. And also, if you just want to contact me personally, uh, my Twitter is a good way to do that. But the best way to get to me the fastest is Discord, which you can get, reach me very easily by joining uh, the Pixels Community Discord. You can talk to me into the channels there or DM me directly. I am all ears. Okay, DJ, where can people find you? Twitch.tv slash DJ Skywalker 716. Follow. We're four away from affiliate. Do it. Oh, did Mark yeah. find you? You can find me on Twitter at Beard. That is Odin with two N's. Don't forget it. I will never keep stop saying it. All right. You can follow me at my personal Twitter at Raging Ginger. You can follow the show at PPA Podcast for any questions, comments, concerns, or even topic suggestions. Minus dropping it in the Discord. You can email the show directly at ppandfpodcast at gmail.com. So with that being said, you guys, I've been your host, Jinji. I've been Odin. I've been uh, fucking the PSP boy. <laughs> also, oh, Riley. <laughs> Nay, motherfuckers. But with that being Nay. said, you guys, this has been the 141st episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. We will catch you guys next week for episode 142. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.